few weeks ago, Wandarma Center hosted a week-long meditation retreat that included several Q&A sessions with Venerable Chuksanim. And during one of the sessions, and one of the participants asked, Venerable Chuksanim, are you enlightened? And this reminded me of a weekend retreat I attended at another Zen center. It was during dinner time when the person sitting next to me asked, do you believe that it's possible to attain enlightenment? No, I told him that I was a minister working at a one Buddhist uh, retreat center. And the way he asked this question made me feel that it was important to him, but he was uncertain about it. It was similar to asking, does God exist in Christianity? Today, I'd like to share some thoughts on enlightenment. Our founding teacher, Sotesan, used the symbol of a circle to represent the truth, which he named Il Wan Sang, or One Circle Image in English. According to the One Buddhist Principle book, once a person is enlightened to the truth of the One Sang, the circle image, they realize that the triple words in the ten directions are their own property, meaning that there is no separation between themselves and the universe. They understand that everything in the universe is part of themselves. They will also understand that all things are non-dual despite their different names. We tend to name and categorize things because it gives our ego a sense of security. And the tendency to distinguish and label things ceases in the realm of our original nature. And everything manifests as it is. Although this may seem like a state only attainable by a select few, like Buddha or Jesus, Mr. Sotesan emphasized that once a person is enlightened to the truth of the one song, they realize that this is the nature of all Buddhas, enlightened masters, ordinary humans, and sentient beings. In other words, we already have it within us. Therefore, we already have the ability to realize our true nature beyond name and forms. As humans, we suffer because we have lost our true home and identify our ego with ourselves. I understand that this concept may feel unfamiliar to you. In the beginning, to realize the truth, a certain level of faith is necessary. And faith begins with a certain level of experience. As your experience deepens, your faith deepens. And as your faith deepens, so does your experience. 
and your questioning mind deepens as well. So your faith and your experience and your questioning mind, they all grow together. So how do we experience our true nature? The answer is simple. We need to quiet our mind. Our minds are usually like a bottle filled with muddy water, constantly generating mental noise, even when there is nobody around. We cannot see how clear the water is. So to make the dust settle down and see the clear water, to see our true nature, we need to find a way to calm our minds this is where meditation comes in. By focusing our minds on the breath or on our lower abdomen, we can step back from all the mental noise, not engage with distracting thoughts. We cannot control where we move our thoughts. There's no way for that. But we can choose not to engage with them. That's what we do during the meditation, right? And some thoughts may be so tempting that um, it's hard to let them go. That's okay. As soon as we are aware that we are lost in our thoughts, we can come back to our breath again and again. That's what we call practice. So as the residue of your thoughts subsides and your mind becomes clear, we are present, we are with our breath, and we are present, and our attention is fully in the now, we can catch a glimpse of this sense of oneness. The world appears bright and clear with no separation between us and the universe thoughts come up but we do not identify ourselves with them our ego disappears and we become free from being a slave to our thoughts and the longer we experience this meditative state the more we expand our experience of this brightness and feel it more clearly. In Buddhism and One Buddhism, we chant Namu Amitabur. Namu Amitabur. The meaning of Namu Amitabur is we turn to the limitless light and life within. So through meditation, we can experience the limitless light and life within us. And once we experience this state, we have stronger faith in it. And we become, we become more flexible with the world around us because we identify less with our thoughts and emotions. When we are angry, we easily identify ourselves with the anger itself. 
you feel like there is no other option but to be angry because the other person is wrong. So you must be angry. But as you realize through meditation practice that we are not our thoughts and emotions and that they only arise conditionally and temporarily, we feel that we don't need to be stuck in old ways of seeing them. This realization occurs through the meditative process. So Mr. Sotesan said that there are thousands of different degrees of awakening. It's like when there are two people, when there are many two people, there are some people who are still taller than the other two people. This is the analogy that our second Dharma Master Chung San used. Although we may have experienced or caught a glimpse of the truth, and we may forget it until we attain a complete understanding of it, which we call the great enlightenment. We may become stuck again and again. Our thoughts are a great obstacle to being with our original nature. Thoughts arise when our six sense organs, eye, ear, nose, tongue, body, and mind, they are called our six sense organs. So when our six sense organs face their six object, thoughts would arise. And there are several fables about this. You know, some of you might remember the story of King Hondon remember the story of King Hondon, otherwise known as King Confusion, who died after he got seven holes in his round body. Everyone you know, often tells this story in his Dharma talk. And today I have a different version of this story. So once upon a time, there was a creature called Confusion. He was a strange being, big, round, and had seven holes in the body. Confusion lived in a dark forest. He was very lonely. He had no friends and no one to talk to. And one day, while wandering through the forest, Confusion stumbled upon a magic pool. He decided to take a dip in the pool. And suddenly he felt an incredible power inside him. Confusion was so amazed by the energy he felt that he started to run and jump around the forest. And he enjoyed the energy inside him. But as he was jumping and running, the seven holes in his body began to leak. He then felt weaker and weaker until finally he collapsed. And that's how Confusion died. He died from losing his life force through the seven holes. So this story illustrates the importance of understanding how our mind can be both a blessing and a curse. When we use our mind skillfully, it can create a paradise in the world. However, if we allow the sensory conditions to overwhelm us, 
we will lose the light of our spirit. Therefore, we must use our six sense organs sparingly to prevent them from consuming us. In modern times, we are bombarded by so many external sensory conditions that can consume us. Venerable Chuksanim assisted Venerable Taesan, the third Tedama master of One Buddhism, for eight years. And during this time, he observed that Venerable Taesan only used candlelight to avoid having his room too bright at night. It was how he conserved his energy. Personally, I used to keep my room as bright as possible, so I turn on all the lights. The light you know, in the ceiling and floor lamp and my desk lamp, I turn them all at the same time. But um, after I heard about the Mr. Tezan's habit, no, I wanted to be like him. So I have been trying to keep my room less bright, especially after the 9 p.m. chanting. So I've been avoiding anything that consumes my mental energy and instead using uh, the evening time to preserve my spirit. Now our practice is to remember our true home. the light within us and we turn to that place do you feel the light within us do you feel that during the meditation we all have those times that we feel we feel it inside us in the morning and evening we use this time to cultivate a calm and clear mind and during the day, we pause before we act to use this calm and clear energy. This is how we live in the light of the truth, the light within us. We all want to return to our true home and find peace and happiness. To return to our true home, we must first recognize that this state of mind is always within us. This is what we call enlightenment. Our third Hedama Master Tezan once said that attaining enlightenment or seeing our true nature is similar to understanding that the mountain is always there. He said that it's not that difficult to be awakened to our true nature but to attain Buddhahood takes longer and is much more challenging. It's like we hike up to the top of the mountain. Enlightenment can come gradually as you continue to practice with the balance of cultivation and inquiry and mindful choice and action. For one Buddhist practitioners, living mindfully and consciously is more critical than whether one has attained enlightenment or not. 
Our practice is to always remember the Buddha nature within us and live in its light. However, there will be times when we forget that and become stuck in our old habits. When this happens to me, I remind myself of a scene from a figure skating competition that I watched many years ago. The skater fell while performing a spin. For a figure skater, it's, it's very critical, right? But she quickly got back up and finished the remaining performance so beautifully. As if nothing had happened. Whenever I become judgmental and disappointed in myself, I remember this scene to move on. Meditation practice helps me because I know that I don't need to identify myself with my ego or my habit. I can get up any time and move on. In the Q&A session in the retreat, Juksanim answered to the question, are you enlightened? I am only practicing the Dharma just like you. It was his answer. So as you walk this path towards enlightenment, let us continue to cultivate a calm and clear energy and use our six sense organs sparingly. May all find the light within us and experience the state of mind that can help us become more open, flexible, and more compassionate towards the world, toward the world around us. <laughs>